Jesus speaking to the Jewish leaders who were questioning his authority to heal on the Sabbath. Instead of, bake, instead of backing down, Jesus boldly declares that he is equal to God and has the power to give life and to judge everything and everyone. He presents in his defense four witnesses. His father, the scriptures, John the Baptist, and his own miraculous works as evidence of his authority. Jesus' defense is divided into two main parts in our text for this morning. In the first section, Jesus asserts his divine authority over all things from verses 19 to 29. But in the second section, Jesus presents his witnesses who testified who testify to his authority and his identity. So let us start to the first part, where Jesus asserts his authority and identity. Let's read the first verses in the verses 19 to the 23, and it says, So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father does, that the son does likewise. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And greater works than these will he show him, so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. In his defense, Jesus said, I do not, I don't do anything on my own. I do what the Father tells me to do. I do what I see God the Father do. And what is it that the Father does? What is it what the Father does? Well, let me tell you what the Father does. In order to do that, we need to go to the Old Testament. Genesis chapter 1 says, In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God is the creator. That's what the Father does. And therefore, that is what the Son does too. The Son creates too. God created vegetation, trees, seeds, and fruit. God created the living creatures of the sea and the creatures of the earth. God created the sun, the moon, and the stars. 
God created man and woman in his own image. That's what the Father does. And that is what the Son does too. God creates and the Son does the same. The Father gives life, and the Son does the same. God is the Lord of the Sabbath because he created the Sabbath. So Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath too. So if God is the Lord of the Sabbath, Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath, and therefore Jesus can do what he pleases on the Sabbath. Ah, but we must understand what this meant to all the Jews listening to Jesus say this. Because in short, Jesus claimed in his defense to be equal to God. Now think for a moment. Think for a moment about the reaction of the religious leaders they knew the God of the Old Testament, the Almighty, the great I am, the one who called Abraham and made a covenant with him, the great I am who appeared to Moses and the one who freed Israel from Egypt with his mighty hand. They knew God and they knew the works of God. So they could not believe that Jesus claimed to be equal to God. They could not believe Jesus was comparing himself with the great I am, with Jehovah, with the great Adonai, the mighty God. No wonder we read last week in verse 18, they were seeking to kill him. You see, in Jesus' time, the religious leaders, before writing the name Jehovah in the copy of the Pentateuch, washed their hands three times because the name Jehovah was so holy that even if the king would call them, they would not go until they finished writing Jehovah's name. That was how sacred God was to them. And there, Jesus, in his defense, tells them, whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. Now here, we have a profound doctrine we are talking about the doctrine of trinity where the father the son and the holy spirit are one and the trinity is a unity is one however we need to distinguish three different roles within the trinity the Father 
is the one who sent the son who sends the son into the world for our redemption the son is the one who in obedience secures redemption for us in the calvary at the cross and the holy spirit is the one who applies who seals the work of the re of redemption in our lives but despite this distinction despite these three roles there is only one god so then we can understand what jesus is saying in verse 19 jesus affirms that the son can do nothing of his own accord but only what he sees the father doing here we see Jesus submitting himself in obedience to God the Father, and he could not do anything of himself, only what he sees the Father doing. And therefore, Jesus says, if, the God, if, if God the Father gives life, God the Son gives life to whom he wants as well. God the Father is the judge of all the universe. So now the Father has given all judgment to the Son. God the Father has given all the power to Jesus, the Son. And that's what we read in verse 22. The Father judges no one. But why he is not the judge? Because he has invested the son to be the judge. And that's the second part of that verse. But has given all judgment to the son. Jesus said to the religious leader, you are asking me about the Sabbath, but you are talking to the Lord of the Sabbath. You are putting me on trial because I heal a sick man, but you are talking to the judge of everything and everyone. You are talking to the one before whom you will stand in judgment one day, and I will decide who will live forever and who will be condemned forever. That's why we read in verse 23, if you want to honor God, you must honor the Son. This is the other side of the coin that many struggle to accept. As Christians, we tend to see Jesus as the loving and suffering Lamb of God who came to take our place on the cross. But, but we often overlook that Jesus has received authority from God the Father to judge everything and everyone. That's the other side of the coin. So in light of Jesus' authority, 
He calls all people to believe in him and receive eternal life. He invites all people to believe in him and receive eternal life because only believing in him who came from the Father by the will of the Father to do the will of God the Father to redeem us from our sins. When we believe, then he is the only one who can give us life. Verse 24 says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. This call to believe is not a mere intellectual assent, but a call to trust Jesus and to follow him as Lord, as the judge and savior. It is a call to surrender one's life to him and receive the gift of eternal salvation he offers. He offers. That's what we see in verse 25 to 29. We can understand a little bit more when we read these verses. Because at the beginning, it's like a, it's like a puzzle, right? But now, look what verses 25 to 29 says. To 27, I'm sorry. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and, and is now here. When the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. Those who believe will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the son of man. Verse 28. Do not marvel at this. For an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out. Those who have done good. What is the good? The good for you and for me is to believe who Jesus is and what he has done for us. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life. And those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. Evil means those who do not believe. My dear brothers and sisters, this is not only the problem of the Jewish people or the religious leader of Jesus' time. Nowadays, culture dictates that we can believe in anything we want to believe in, that we all worship the same God but with different names, and that we can come to God by any means we choose. 
and that Jesus is one of the many ways to come to God the Father. But this is far from what we read here in the Gospel of John in chapter 5. We cannot honor the Father. We cannot come to God the Father without honoring God the Son. The Father has appointed a day when the Son will judge everyone. There is no escape. There are only those who do good in believing or evil rejecting the Son of God. But now let us move quickly to the second section of this trial. Jesus now presents his witnesses who testify to his authority and identity. You see, during a trial, witnesses must take an oath, swearing to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. This tradition originates in biblical times. Proving truthful testimony was highly regarded in Israel, and proving false testimony was strictly forbidden with severe consequences. So in the present scenario, Jesus is accused of breaking the Sabbath law. Right? But Jesus defends himself and he explained that his statement about himself would only hold legal weight in trial if supported by other witnesses. So therefore, he says in verse 31, if I alone bear witness about myself, my testimony is not true. But I will present you not just three witnesses, not just two witnesses. I will present to you four witnesses. And that's what we read in the following, in the following verses. The first witness is John the Baptist. That's what we read in verse 33 to 35. You sent John. Remember how many times they sent people to John the Baptist asking him, who are you? Are you the Christ? And John, no, I'm not the Christ. More than once. You sent to John, and he was bore witness to the truth. Not that the testimony that I receive is from a man or from John the Baptist, but I say these things so that you may be saved. So then you can have the assurance that what I am saying is not just my own testimony. John the Baptist told you the truth. He was a burning and shining lamp. And you were willing to rejoice for a while in his light. 
John the Baptist was the first witness of Jesus. He was the prophet who prepared the way for Jesus' ministry. He testified that Jesus was the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world in John 1.29. And he declared him as the Son of God in John 1.34. Jesus reminded the leaders of Israel that they had once rejoiced in John's light, but they did not believe his testimony about Jesus. And therefore, he was telling them, your problem is unbelief. Because I'm presenting you witness. And you do not believe what he's saying about me. But the second witness is the miracles of Jesus. Notice what verse 36 says. Well, the testimony that I have is greater than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to accomplish, the very works that I am doing bear witness about me that the Father has sent me. It's clearly the language of a trial, right? Jesus' works were miraculous and revealed his identity and authority. He healed the sick, created new bones, limbs, eyes, and ears, cast out demons, brought the dead to life, fed the hungry, calmed the storm. You remember when he commanded the storm, be still. Those are signs of who I am. He walked on water. And many, many more miracles. In Jesus' time, miracles were understood as a way to authenticate the messenger sent from God. The purpose of miracles were, was not to prove the existence of God. Rather, they proved that God was endorsing the messenger who performed the miracle. Let me repeat you this. The purpose of miracles was not to prove the existence of God. Rather, they proved that God was endorsing the messenger who performed the miracle. In this case, the miracles Jesus performed bear witness to who Jesus is, the Son of God. And that's what he's saying here at the end of verse 36. The works that I am doing bear witness about what? About me. About who I am. This is my second witness that I am presenting to you. You cannot deny the miracles that I am doing. And you know that the miracles that I am doing testify about who I am. Who has sent me? Who has given me the authority? But there is a third witness. 
Jesus also speak of the Father as a third witness who testified to Jesus' authority and identity. Hear what says verses 37. And Jesus said, As the Father who sent me has himself borne witness about me, his voice you have heard, his voice you have never heard, his form you have never seen. The Father's testimony is the most powerful and authoritative witness to Jesus' identity. It is the voice of God himself affirming that Jesus is the Son and that he has given him all authority and power. On two occasions, at his baptism, God, God, speak about him and said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Do you remember that? And at Jesus' transfiguration, God said the same, the same message. The Jewish rejection of Jesus was not because of lack of evidence, but rather their refusal to believe in the testimony of the Father himself. And finally, Jesus, Jesus presents his last witness, the scriptures. He tells them that they do not believe in him even though the scriptures testify about him. Verse 39 and 40 says, you, sh you, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. The scriptures, both the Old and New Testament, are a witness to Jesus Christ and point to him as the Messiah, the Savior of the world, and the Son of of God. The entire Bible is centered around the person and work of Jesus Christ. And it is through him that we have eternal life. As Christians, we must understand the role that the scriptures plays in our faith. The Bible is not just a collection of stories or a moral guidebook, but it is the inspired word of God that testified about Jesus Christ. When we read the scriptures, we should look for how they point to Jesus and reveal God's plan for salvation through Jesus Christ. When you read the Bible, you should be looking and connecting the dots that guide you to Jesus from Genesis to Revelations. Because when you find Jesus in the scriptures, you will find life. Jesus was telling them, with you, 
There is a disconnection. You have the scripture, but you are not connecting the scriptures, the scriptures to me. He says in verse 46 and 47, if you believe Moses, you would believe me. For he wrote of me. Now you, you go and read Leviticus. That, that, that is a little hard work to find Jesus there, but that is Jesus. I assure you. Deuteronomy, the book of Judges, Hosea, Micah. Yes, Micah, you too. <laughs> if you believe Moses, that is the most respected of all the prophets, you will believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? We cannot fully understand the scriptures or have through faith in God without coming to Jesus Christ through his scriptures. Because he points us here that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. So as we read the scriptures, let us always remember that they are witness to Jesus Christ. And let us seek to know him more fully through them. Four witnesses. Now, what is your benedict? There are just two options. To do good or to do evil. To find Jesus is the one who is going to give you eternal life or to find that you reject the one who gives you eternal life. Let us pray. We thank you for the message we have received today about Jesus' authority as the son and the judge. May we always remember that Jesus is not only our savior, but also the one who will judge us in the end. We pray that you will help us to surrender our lives to Jesus and trust in his authority as the, as the son of God. May we always seek to live our lives in a way that pleases him. In his name we pray. Amen. Let us stand up and sing this closing song together.
mountain stream, every sunset sky. But my one request, Lord, my only aim is that you reign in me again. Lord, reign in me, reign in your power over all my dreams. In my darkest hour, Come for one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now and forevermore. Amen. Amen.